0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Tell you what, we're going to go back to Titus, where we've been in the first chapter, and go through this list that we looked at in the last episode just a little bit slower and just to think upon each one of these things. Now, you remember what's going on here. A matter of fact, let's just back up to the fifth verse of the first chapter. It says this. Paul says, For this reason I left you, so Paul left Titus in Crete, that you would set up in order what remains and appoint elders in every city as I directed you. Namely, if any man is above reproach, the husband of one wife, having children who believe, not accused of dissipation or rebellion. For the overseer, and so we saw in the last episode that he's tying together these elders and these overseers. The overseer is the functioning, okay? What the elder does, he oversees the body of Christ. And in verse 7, 8, and 9, he gives, uh, again, characteristics of these overseers. So just listen to these things and just sort of reflect upon it. For the overseer must be above reproach as God's steward, okay? And a steward is one who uh, manages something that is somebody else's. And so the overseer is overseeing and managing the body of Christ in this instance, okay? This overseer must not be self-willed. In other words, self-pleasing, arrogant, prideful, all that kind of thing. Uh, You cannot be that way and be an overseer. You know, I could probably say it with every one of these things. Let me just say it at the beginning, and we'll leave it there. Um, it this is all these characteristics are found today, uh, really more of a norm within leadership. I mean, it's sad. Uh, you'll see so much of this stuff, so much self-willed type of attitude. Also, not quick-tempered. <laughs> well, can they be slow-tempered? <laughs> Well, no, the whole idea behind this is that they're not prone to anger. They're not inclined to be anger. Uh, uh, You know people like that. I've I've got a friend that's like that. I just know his default position is he's going to be mad and angry about something. Okay? So this overseer and elder cannot be that way. Uh, The next one is not addicted to wine. And you see that kind of phraseology over in uh, uh, Paul's letters to Timothy. Related to women, it says that not, not given to wine. In other words, really not a drunkard, not one who is addicted from the point of view that they live for this. Now, you notice it doesn't say that he's a teetotaler. It doesn't say he must not drink anything at all. A lot of churches superimpose that upon uh, you know, qualifications, but it's not in the Scripture at all. The next one is not pugnacious. Uh, what is that? Well, the King James says not a striker. I'm not sure that helps me much, okay? Uh, the lexum says, not violent. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, it's not a violent man, nor fond of sordid gain. Uh, the King Jimmy has the great one that we all know, not given to filthy lucre, okay? And so they're not greedy. They're not motivated by dishonest gain, also, they're not motivated by honest gain. Sometimes people can be too motivated by honest gain, like enough is not enough. Okay, remember, I think it was a, a was it a Roosevelt or a Rothschild? I can't remember which one it was. And somebody asked uh, how much money is enough, and they said one dollar more. <laughs> you know, in other words, enough is never enough. This person will not have that type of attitude. And so, in verse seven, right here, we're seeing sort of in the negative sense the things that they. It uh, must not be, okay? Uh, they're not self-willed. They're not quick-tempered. They're not addicted to wine. They're not pugnacious. They're not fond of sort of gain. Uh, verse 8 has a positive twist to it. It says, but this person needs to be hospitable. And the idea behind that is that they're uh, fond of guests, okay? That they're open to strangers. They're loving to strangers. And you think, well, everybody's like that. Well, no, not really. And then you see that another characteristic is, is they're loving what is sensible, okay? They're loving what is good, okay? Well, what is good? Uh, one phrase is that they're promoters of virtue, okay? They're seeking after that which is good, and they love what is good. Uh, they themselves are sensible. In other words, they are of sound mind, uh, Said the lexicon uh, translates it as prudent, which is a great word, but in the last 30 years or so, 35 years, it's been sort of maligned because of a president that used to use it all the time, okay? But yeah, a person will be sensible. They will be just. In other words, r- righteous. They'll be correct in their actions and their deeds. They'll be devout. Again, holy, pious, righteous in the way they behave. They'll be self-controlled. They are the master of their own mind. They're not controlled by something else. They're not controlled by their body. They're not controlled by external circumstances. So we see that they're hospitable. They're loving what is good. They're sensible. They're just, devout, self-control. And then verse 9, which we looked at in the last episode, but I want us to just reflect upon it again because it's so powerful. It's the end of this sentence. Holding fast the faithful word, which is an important which is in accordance with the teaching. Well, what's the teaching? You know, when it says the teaching, uh, you know, the word is doctrine. When you look up the word doctrine, which is later in this verse right here, it says the teaching. So you're holding fast to the word, and it's the word of God. This person must hold fast to the word of God and must adhere to the teaching of the Word of God. They can't reject it and say, well, that was just for a time back then, and it's not for the time today. Well, Paul didn't like women. Paul didn't like this, and so he we don't have to apply that kind of stuff today. You know, that kind of stuff is said all the time. That cannot be true. Well, why is it? Well, this person must hold fast so that he will be able to exhort in sound doctrine and to refute those who contradict the next verse, which we'll look at the next time, the next episode, you'll see that there's many rebellious men. And so we really have a role and a responsibility to exhort those who are believers, you know, even exhort the unbelievers, but particularly those who refute and contradict to correct them, to speak forth the truth. If you don't know the word, you can't do that. And that's the reason that so many people that are in these leadership positions today are. Uh, have such a spirit of fear upon them because they know they don't know the word and they don't seek to know it. They don't care to know it. It really draws into my mind sometimes the question as to their salvation or not because of the way they act and behave related to the word of God. You know, can you really be an overseer? Can you really be an elder? Can you really be a pastor and proclaim to teach and preach the word of God? and yet really not know the Word of God, not study it, not take it into your heart, not really use it in your talks. I guess you start calling them talks, you know. Well, I think there's a problem within that. And so we must hold fast the faithful Word to be able to exhort and to refute. Uh, Anyway, I'm at the end of my time right here, so I'll tell you what, we'll pick this up later in the next episode. Thank you so much for being with me. Uh, As always, please pass the Word about these times together. Uh, share it with your friends, share it with your Sunday school classes and your Bible studies and uh, particularly on social media that's an easy way to do it and just encourage people to join us I'll see you later